From a totally different perspective? Ready for provocative conversation? Intriguing stories and inspiration? Then don't touch that dial. Welcome to Talk with Francesca. She'll give you something to talk about all week long. Now, here's Francesca. What if you took the time to really soak it? Hello, everyone, and welcome to Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca, and I love that you've decided to tune in, so big thank you for that. Whatever happens to be on your mind, I want to know. My awesome team helps me with the production of the show that will bring you not only entertainment, but practical knowledge about stuff that we think that you're going to care about. So let me know what's on your mind. Shoot me an email at info at talkwithfrancesca.com. And if you miss part of the show, you can pick up right where you left off. Just hop on over to my website, talkwithfrancesca.com, and listen there under recent shows. And in case you don't know, there are also hundreds of episodes to listen to on iTunes. So plenty of places to tune in and at your convenience. This portion of Talk with Francesca is sponsored by Terramia Restaurante in the North End. They have absolutely the best Italian food in the North End. I know because I've been there a zillion times. So check them out. I promise you won't be disappointed. All right, we've got a lot to cover in a short period of time, so we're going to get going. Trauma is defined by Merriam-Webster as a disordered psychic or behavioral state resulting from severe mental or emotional stress. One of the few living Holocaust survivors, Dr. Edith Eager, was able to find forgiveness after her traumatic experience and details how, in her book, The Choice, Embrace the Possible. I'm reading it, actually, listeners, right now, and I can tell you it's an amazing. Now a world-renowned clinical therapist, Dr. Eager works with PTSD patients by relating her personal story to theirs, in addition to providing a way to escape their mental prisons and find freedom despite their circumstance. And we are more than honored to have her here on our show today. So big welcome to you, Edith. Thanks for joining us today on Talk with Francesca. I'm very, very happy to be with you. Oh, well, thank you. So most people assume that your book is about forgiveness of those who have wronged you, best of those in the concentration camps that were with you. However, you've spoken about forgiving yourself and having survivor's remorse. You eventually visited... Auschwitz decades after you were last there. What did returning do for you in regards to the process of forgiving? I think many people think that forgiveness is condoning a behavior and it has nothing to do with that. I think that people want to acknowledge that if you're not forgiving, you're still in the past. And so I consider forgiveness is very essential so I can function today and not to be a prisoner of the past. And it's uh, it's something I hope that people can also do, especially when your husband may be cheated on you. Instead of being so angry and punitive, you can just say that, uh, I forgive myself for putting judgment on my husband. And, you know, people want to kill me when I say that because they really want to have some revenge. But revenge does not give you the ultimate spiritual freedom as forgiveness does. Mm -hmm. So how then do they do that? Or how do you do that? How do you... um, I just really think that it's important for us to acknowledge that we are human and we are limited and uh, 
it's uh, I don't have any godly uh, powers. I just hand it over to God. Mm, but what you went through was so, so horrific. I remember many years ago, I interviewed a twin who had lost her her brother in the 9-11 yes. attacks. And I remember us talking about forgiveness and mm-hmm. how that was a way to release herself. And I remember her specifically saying, no, no, not in this case. Yeah, well, you know, uh, many people come to me too and say I was sexually abused. And I don't know how to tell you because you were in Auschwitz. And my answer is, you were far more in prison than I was because I knew the enemy. You know, children, children get abused as well. Mm. And they don't know the enemy either. So I think it's very important uh, not to compare who suffered more. It's for me to have joy and passion in life. And that's what we are born with. We're born with love and we're born with joy. We learn to hate. We learn to get into the uh, us and them mentality. And so I think that God gave me that gift to be able to live life to the fullest and guide people from victimization to empowerment. But just remember, you don't cover garlic with chocolate. You must go through the rage to be able to move towards the forgiveness. It's not an overnight process. I'm still working on it myself because I graduated with honors and I never showed up for my graduation because I didn't forgive myself that I survived. Today, I would do that. I, today, I would just get on a top of a roof and <laughs> and, uh, and say that I, I didn't graduate Summa cum laude, but I graduated cum laude. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, I just want to share with our listeners that Katie, your assistant, is is in the background. And Katie, I just yes. have to say, you are just one lucky dog to, to work with Edith, aren't you? <laughs> oh, I am so lucky. <laughs> well, I am very lucky to be with this wonderful spirit. Oh, oh. Every- Almost every day, and and mm. I, I, you know, we're, we're, a, we're a good pet. Yes, we are. And she's from Germany too. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I just, you know, and I, I was telling you before the interview that I've been doing this for ten years. I'll tell you, I have just absolute goosebumps talking to you. So, uh, Edith, you know, everyone, you know, you talk about victimization versus victimhood. Elaborate on that a little bit with our for our listeners. Well, you know, you cannot be a victim without a victimizer. (laughs) So a victim, uh, I don't want to blame victims, obviously not. uh, But many times uh, victims have a kind of a license to do zero, to do nothing. And so I think every behavior, we have to look for the secondary gain. Sometimes I ask my patient what's good about being depressed, and my patients tell me nothing. And then I say something like, well, maybe people expect less of you, and you can get by, and you don't have to really grow up because your mom is going to feed you. You're not hungry. You have clothing. You have shelter. And I just have one myself who I saw a young boy uh, 
who is now just um, at home because he's afraid to grow up. He's afraid to go out into the world, and he's afraid he's going to be rejected. But, you know, I clean up people's English, and I say rejection is just an English word that people make up to express a feeling when you don't get what you want. So be careful with that word because no one rejects me but me and and not to give people power to define who you are and to be able to be a grown-up means I take responsibility for my thinking, feelings, and my behavior. And I think that's fabulous advice. But what about those people that can't get out of their own way? Oh, I can't is not in my vocabulary. I just take the apostrophe and the T. I can. Why? Because I think I can. So think about your thinking and pay attention what you're paying attention to because any behavior you pay attention to, uh, paying attention to, you reinforce that behavior. So if you tell me that you want to um, lose weight, and then you tell me how you are picking out on things, and then you really, <laughs> but then you're never gonna lose weight until you tell me that tomorrow morning I'm not gonna put butter on my bread, or I'm not gonna put sugar in my coffee, or uh, see, positive Ooh, thinking doesn't mean a thing unless it's followed with a positive action. But sometimes people have self-defeating um, patterns, like self-sabotaging patterns, but we do need to take a short break. But when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about that, that automatic self-sabotaging behavior. So listeners, don't go away. We're talking to Dr. Edith Eva Eager about her book, The Choice, Embrace the Possible. And we are going to hear from our sponsors and be right back. So don't go anywhere. Ladies, it's time to enjoy a new you. Stop hiding. Experience a tradition of quality results and a standard of excellence and service at Kima Cosmetic Surgery Anti-Aging Center in Norwell. The best-kept secret south of Boston, whether you're looking to seek enhancement, reconstruction, or skin care, Kima is the only place to go. Having been in business for 11 years, their clients include A-listers. Kima is the first clinic in Massachusetts to use Limitless MD, human umbilical cord stem cells. These are the first human umbilical cord stem cells created for cosmetic procedures used in combination with some of the most advanced technologies. I've been to Kima myself and wouldn't go anywhere else because I expect exceptional results. So contact Kima today to schedule your consultation at 781-871-4200 or visit them at KimaAntiAging.com and discover the internal and external solution you've been looking for. Now, what are you waiting for? Hey, long time no see. You look amazing. Thanks. I just came from my hair appointment with Thomas Negrelli at Rebel Hair Studio. Thomas Negrelli? Yeah, Thomas Negrelli. He specializes in cuts, color, blowouts, braids, and even makeup. I have been thinking about changing up my look for the spring. Then call him at 774-404-1872. Did you say that number again? 774-404-1872. Thanks, I'm calling him now. Do you remember the last time your vehicle was in that pristine condition? Angel's Touch offers full-service detailing and bodywork. Family-owned and operated with several packages to choose from, you can count on your car to be immaculate from bumper to bumper, undercarriage to sunroof. 
Call Angels Touch today at 508-759-1111. Collision, detailing, and full restoration because you can always trust an Angels Touch. Visit them at capepodautobodyanddetailing.com. So what are you waiting for? Are you looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? Then you might just want to venture out to Boston this weekend and dine at Terramia's Ristorante. A true gem among all those rhinestones in Boston's North End, this cozy trattoria with stucco walls and beam ceilings specializes in creative interpretations of Italian classics. Like the cuisine here, the atmosphere is elegant yet understated. Since opening in 1993, Terramia has aimed to convince diners that there's always more to Italian food than red sauce. Over the years, the inventive and beloved restaurant has done a great deal of convincing. And best of all, it's reasonably priced. This best-kept secret is worth the trip. Call 617-523-3112 or visit terramiarestaurante.com. All right, we are back, and you are listening to Talk with Francesca. I'm speaking with Dr. Edith Eva Eager, and she has written a memoir, The Choice, Embrace the Possible. Welcome back, Edith. Thank you. Thank you. So, you know, I'm curious because I think that, you know, especially someone who has been, you know, from a young, young age, been told that they're not worthy, they're no good, you know, I'm sure you've heard the stories a million times. So... You know, in, in those tapes in their head are there. Yeah. And so they keep with these self-defeating, self-sabotaging behaviors. So how do you get, especially where 95% of our behavior comes from our subconscious in the first place, how do you get that person to go to that 5% where they're actually consciously aware? Uh, well, you know, one of the things I hear, especially young people, I can't get anything right. And then I look at their shirt or shoes or something. I say, oh, you got your shoes on right or your shirt on right. <laughs> you know, I, I don't get into the yes, but I say yes. And mm-hmm. you're yeah, no, no, yes, but <laughs> because every time you say, but, you know, maybe your mom told you that you're a very pretty girl, but you're a little fat. And then you don't remember what you said before the butt anymore, right? You, uh, I say, give me the butt and I give you an end. Because I like movement. I like, I know I'm a former dancer. So I like to take your precious hand and how we can have a goal. And then we have to pay attention what you're focusing on. Because any behavior you focus on, you reinforce that behavior. So I... I clean up your English a a little bit and see how you can practice, how you can practice uh, letting go. That's my definition of love, the ability to let go. I will never forget Auschwitz or even ever um, just uh, do anything other than trying to acknowledge that part was left in Auschwitz. I call it my cherished wound. And in Auschwitz, I was able to somehow look at the guards that they were the prisoners, not me. And uh, that helped me really 
to turn hatred into pity and feel feeling sorry for them rather than using energy hating and today when i hate you i don't you know i'm the one who is suffering at 91 i'm very selective who's gonna get my anger i want you to know <laughs> good for you um i just want to get back to forgiveness for just a moment because in order to get to a point of forgiveness you say that you cannot heal what you cannot feel yeah, you can't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You have to go through the rage. The rage you know, yeah. I go through the valley of the shadow of that, but I don't camp there. I don't get stuck in there. Mm-hmm. You can get in anger mm-hmm. and find that you're still angry and you're not realizing that the one who is really being shortchanged is you. You have to have self-love, which is self-care, and which is not narcissistic. Run that one, but say that one again about being narcissistic. Self-love is self-care. Uh, it's not narcissistic. Oh, narcissistic, okay. Narcissistic people right. don't like themselves. Right, right. exactly, exactly. Um, Edith, when while you were in the concentration camp dancing for Joseph Mengali, or did I pronounce that right, Menhala? When you were born in Hungary and when you were born you have to go to the city hall and you have to register the child and you have to put next to it religion so when the germans took over hungary all they had to do is go to the city hall and they came to get you even though if you told them you are a catholic or you are a protestant in hindu you any good because they went by that uh, unfortunate uh, way to to just that's how I was taken in and I'm part of the final solution of Eichmann I arrived in Auschwitz in the middle of May 1944 and that was 15 highly educated people who were celebrating at the end of the day that now they have a scientific and systematic annihilation of putting 30,000 Jews into the oven in one day. And that's why it's not comparable to other unfortunate genocides. It's still with us, but never in a history of kind, such a systematic and scientific uh, annihilation of people existed. We do need to take another short break, but I'd like to talk more about when you first arrived to the U.S., um, working with others um, who have experienced trauma when we return. So listeners, don't go anywhere. Stay with us here. We will be right back. The new Cobblestone Cafe on Hanover Street in Boston brings casual, on-the-go American fare to the North End, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Open daily at 7 a.m., Cobblestone Cafe offers burgers, barbecue, salads, fries, milkshakes, seafood, and the very popular Snickerdoodle iced coffee. Delivery and catering are also available. Cobblestone Cafe, 227 Hanover Street in Boston. For more information, call 857-263-8057 or visit them online at cobblestonecafene.com. Tides is beachside dining at its best all year round. Located at the end of the Nahant Causeway, directly on Nahant Beach, the ocean views from the dining room and the pub can't be beat, no matter what the season. Nominated for Best of the North Shore from North Shore Magazine for Best Alfresco Dining, 
best kid-friendly restaurant, best lobster dinner, and best water view. Why would you go anywhere else? Whether you choose their dining room, a frosty pint at their bar, or a sun-drenched deck on the Hunt Beach, they guarantee you great atmosphere with super food and service. Their menu is full of fresh, high-quality seafood, prime rib, chicken, pasta, and pizza that everyone will love. Check out their drink menu for fun cocktails, 30 ice-cold beers on tap, and their well-rounded wine list with their state-of-the-art tap wines. They feature full-service lottery and kino. Tides is the place to watch any big game. They have over 20 HD TVs. At Tides, they specialize in casual dining with food that's just delicious, not pretentious. Tides is a fantastic restaurant anytime, summer or winter, lunch or dinner, rain or shine. It's vital for dogs of all ages to have an understanding of socially acceptable behavior. And the folks at a Fox and Hound Harborside understand just that. The dedicated staff is well-trained in a variety of services to enrich your pooch's well-being. A Fox and Hound Harborside offers grooming services as well as a puppy socialization and enrichment program to help your new furry friend learn commands and leash behavior. Located on Lincoln Street in Hingham, call 781-385-7369 today. A Fox and Hound Harborside, where dogs come to find their direction. Located in Boston's North End holds one of our best-kept secrets, Antico Forno, ranked number nine of the top ten Italian restaurants around the world within the category of being one of the most authentic. With a welcoming family feel, it's hard to argue the experience you have when enjoying dinner at Antico Forno. Best known for their brick oven pizza, their world-class traditional cuisine does not fall far behind. Come enjoy dinner at Antico Forno and feel like part of the family. Open daily from 11.30 a.m. until 10 p.m. Call us today at 617-723-6733 or visit us at AnticoFornoBoston.com. Hey, this is James Woods and you are listening to Talk with Francesca. All right, we are back, and you are listening to Talk with Francesca, and we are very honored to have with us here today Dr. Edith Eva Eager. She has written a memoir, The Choice, Embrace the Possible. Welcome back, Edith. Thank you. When you first arrived to the U.S., working with others who experienced trauma, um, what what was that? How did you make that decision? Oh, when I arrived, I didn't speak a word of English. I didn't have $6 to get off the boat. Uh, the Red Cross gave it to me, which I repaid many, many years later when I did my doctoral work at William Beaumont Army Medical Center. Uh, being an immigrant in America is not easy. I worked in a factory doing piecework. I unfortunately also acknowledged that there were two bathrooms, one of them set colored, and I always went to the colored bathroom realizing that after Nazi Germany and Communist Russia, here I am, and in America there is prejudice. I ended up actually joining with these women, and uh, I I was really doing all I could uh, to see what I can do to make the world a better place. So I joined the NAACP. I marched with Martin Luther King. And uh, I do today all I can so we can celebrate each other's differences and form a human family so we can survive on this planet. When you were growing up, did you, did your parents 
really feed your core belief in yourself that you were a worthy person? No, honey. I, you know, we grew up, we were highly assimilated into the Hungarian culture. But I did go to a Jewish school, and when I came out, children were spitting at me and called me a Christ killer. I didn't realize, you know, that Jesus was a rabbi and that we all come perhaps from that house of David. And I I didn't know that. I think our biggest enemy is ignorance. Mm-hmm. And I ask children to question authority rather than blindly adhering to authority the way I was taught. Edith, you said before that while you were in Auschwitz, when you discovered your parents weren't coming back, that you contemplated suicide. Now, working with disabled vets who have had also suicidal thoughts, how has their therapy helped you as well? Well, um, you know, yesterday's victims can easily become today's victimizers, uh, but I do everything in my power um, to see to it that we do enough work preventively because people in a military tell me they were put in a place they were not prepared for and they were uh, they found they looked for one thing and they found another so I am very much in a believer of do proper 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 way to uh, um, survive the worst and hope for the best. Do you ever have patients that you feel that you can't help? I I cannot really. I don't even ask ever how can I help you because that means you're Humpty Dumpty and I'm going to put you back together. But I say how can I be useful to you? So together we're, we're, we're starting a journey from how where you are and where you want to be and how we remove the obstacles. Because when you are angry, chances are you gave your power away to something or someone other than you. I think the biggest enemy, of course, um, is fear. Because when we have fear, we don't have love. Fear and love does not coexist. So when you're angry, you may decide how long you're going to hold on to that anger. Uh, so it's not not an easy process. But now they can revisit the places with me and then relive that experience and feel that feeling of rage. And then we're moving towards hopefully letting go and reclaim your true self that you were born with, your genuine true, beautiful self, because God doesn't make junk. You're good. You're you're born good. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing with us today. This is really, uh, this is just such a, a, a treat. We do need to take another short break. When we come back, more questions for Edith. So listeners, stay with us here. Don't go anywhere. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag? Looking for a unique experience to dining? Rio Brazilian Steakhouse brings an authentic Brazilian flavor with a great atmosphere to the restaurant scene in Plymouth. The interior is warm and welcoming, and the buffet style offers a relaxed atmosphere while offering fine dining with the traditional rodizio style from Rio, the heart of Brazil. 
Come dine and watch your dishes being prepared and cooked over the grill. Plymouth's best-kept secret, Rio Brazilian Steakhouse, offers a full buffet daily, along with wine and beer. Rio Brazilian Steakhouse is located at 318 Court Street in Plymouth and is open seven days a week. For an unforgettable experience from start to finish, visit them at riosteakhouserestaurant.com. You'll be glad you did. Ladies, it's time to enjoy a new you. Stop hiding. Experience a tradition of quality results and a standard of excellence and service at Kima Cosmetic Surgery Anti-Aging Center in Norwell. The best-kept secret south of Boston, whether you're looking to seek enhancement, reconstruction, or skin care, Kima is the only place to go. Having been in business for 11 years, their clients include A-listers. Kima is the first clinic in Massachusetts to use Limitless MD, human umbilical cord stem cells. These are the first human umbilical cord stem cells created for cosmetic procedures used in combination with some of the most advanced technologies. I've been to Kima myself and wouldn't go anywhere else because I expect exceptional results. So contact Kima today to schedule your consultation at 781-871-4200 or visit them at KimaAntiAging.com and discover the internal and external solution you've been looking for. Now, what are you waiting for? Are you looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? Then you might just want to venture out to Boston this weekend and dine at Terramia's Ristorante. A true gem among all those rhinestones in Boston's North End, this cozy trattoria with stucco walls and beam ceilings specializes in creative interpretations of Italian classics. Like the cuisine here, the atmosphere is elegant yet understated. Since opening in 1993, Terramia has aimed to convince diners that there's always more to Italian food than red sauce. Over the years, the inventive and beloved restaurant has done a great deal of convincing. And best of all, it's reasonably priced. This best-kept secret is worth the trip. Call 617-523-3112 or visit TerramiaRestaurante.com. All right, we are back, and you are listening to Talk with Francesca. I'm speaking with Dr. Edith Eva Eager, and she has written a memoir, The Choice, Embrace the Possible. I can tell you I just cannot put it down, and the reason it's taking me so long to read it is because it's a book where I just want to be, you know, drawing lines under things that she says that are just so meaningful. Oh, pick up this book, listeners. You will just absolutely love it. Um, So, Edith, question um, in talking about forgiveness, because I think that's such a big thing. What do you say to those who would choose revenge over forgiveness? Like, nope, that's it. And I'm not, uh, you know, how how do you get them from point A to point B? I think uh, you cannot make, I cannot make someone want to do anything. Sometimes couples come in and they tell me, I want her to, I want him to. They want to change the other person, which is impossible. But I do create an atmosphere in my place that I'm selling freedom and I'm hoping to do a good job of it. That actually, if you follow what I am all about, I'm 91 years old, you know, and you have to be old to be young that I don't have time to live in the past because there's one thing I cannot change, and that's the past. But I can learn from it and not to repeat it. 
It's kind of like switching gears in a car. You cannot really move on unless you release the clutch. So what are you holding on to? The word willing is a very good English word. I use it a lot. You have to be willing to be willing to change. Mm -hmm. And that's very scary because you have the fear of the unknown. And yes. That's, Sometimes freedom I, is more difficult than I, hanging on to the past. You have to trust me that where I am taking you, hopefully, is going to be better than what it is now. You, and then we go through the grieving, the feeling, and the healing. Mm -hmm. You can't heal what you don't feel. Don't medicate is. grief. It's not clinical depression. It's right. not calling for anti-depressants. Uh, right. It's calling for doing the stages of grief. Mm -hmm. The shock, denial, the anger, and not to get stuck in, in the anger, as many people are. I'm angry because you do that and you do that and you do that. Mm -hmm. And then you start blaming and only children blame. While you're blaming, you're still a child. Right. You once referred to Auschwitz as a schoolroom. In addition to your degree, obviously, in psychology, you received from University of Texas, El Paso, and your doctoral internship at the William Beaumont Army Medical Center. What other lessons did you learn that helped you when you were treating others? I learned that you you have to practice what you preach, and I'm hoping to to do that as a survivor. I think it's good to have an IQ, but it's good to have the EQ, the emotional IQ. And I believe that without Auschwitz, I wouldn't be who I am today. I think Auschwitz was an opportunity oh. for all of us oh. how to unite rather than uh, separate, how we had to be a family, family of inmates, and how we had to move beyond the me, 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 and, and commit ourselves to each other. People who were able to do that had a better chance of surviving. If you were just for the me, 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 Chances are you didn't make it. Mm -hmm. Operation was the name of the game, not competition or domination. Edith, why did you uh, name your book The Choice? Oh, well, because the more choices you have, the less you're going to feel like a victim. Uh, my second book is going to be a couple of names. Was One of them would be The Gift. And the other one, you know, I had a patient who was a medical doctor, but he uh, he medicated himself. And then he called me after we saw each other. Um, it's been a while. And then he said, you know, I never forget what you told me. And I didn't know. And I asked, so I, but what did I tell you? And he said, you told me there was no Prozac in Auschwitz. <laughs> so the more you depend on something outside of you to happen to you, the more dependent you become, and dependency can easily breed depression. 
I have a, a, a listener who had uh, emailed me this morning that knew that I was interviewing you, and he had a question. He wanted to know what is the meaning of bread in your life? And I think he was talking about the, the little girl that saved your life at the 186 uh, White Steps. What is the meaning of bread in your the life? The bread in my life. <laughs> Referring back to yes. the Mars. Oh, yeah. you know, I never throw out food. I I go with you to a restaurant, and if you don't eat your food, I'm going to eat it or I'm going to take it home. I finish everything on my plate, and it's painful for me to throw away a piece of bread. Of and, um, yeah, I, my daughter always tells me, it's okay, Mom. It's okay. You can leave food on your plate. I know that we just have a little bit of time left and and you've got to get on to your patients. So um, you've spoken before about an encounter in your office you had with the 14-year-old neo-Nazi. Obviously, dealing with him had have been beyond difficult. Despite this difficulty, you decided to calmly continue your conversation with him. And what made you continue rather than flee the conversation or react negatively? Yeah, that that was a wonderful example of uh, the difference between reacting or responding. Because if I would have reacted, uh, he actually got up and he told me he's going to kill all the Jews and use the N-word and, oh. and the Mexicans and the Chinkos. And if I would have reacted, chances are I would have picked him up and shaken him up and telling him, who do you think you're talking to? My mother was going to the gas chamber, but I I operate on the idea that people don't come to me, they are sent to me. Uh-huh. And the most noxious person becomes your best teacher. So, so, you, so I, I had a conversation with God, and God told me to find the bigot in me. Uh-huh. And, I, and I told God it's impossible. And I, you know, been telling God about what I've done and who I am and how I am a peacemaker and an ambassador for peace. And uh, didn't do me any good. Uh, God said, find a bigot in me. And not until I looked at that young boy who actually gave up all his freedom to David Koresh and, uh, and, and, I turned the hatred into pity, as I did with the Nazis, and I said, tell me more, because love is time. And he never, ever knew my background, but I created a place where he could feel any feelings without the fear of being judged. Do you love your work? Conditional love. I practice unconditional love. Mm. Is there any question that I haven't asked you today, Edith? Oh, well, one of the best revenge for me that I have three children. I have five grandchildren, and I have four great-grandsons, and that's my best revenge to Hitler. And uh, I, I also have no time to hate, because if I would hate today, I would still be a prisoner. Right, right. Then, When you said that you had to go back to Auschwitz, so do you believe that people who have been victimized need to go back to the perpetrator? I, I think you don't have to actually do it. I can do that uh, in a 
in a chair and I do the gestalt technique that I put you in the chair and then you can tie up that person and you can beat up that person and you can you don't have to actually go there because if you do and you don't rehearse it with me you're going to be shamed again ah so uh gestalt yes yes my yeah brain. probably they'll tell you well you enjoyed it too or something like that mm-hmm. and god forbid see if you were untouched inappropriately that's when your childhood ends or life you'll never be the same it has nothing to do with sex it has to do with debasing a person into an object and I can lecture on it for you for hours that uh, that is important to ask yourself when did your when did your childhood end and the second question would you like to hear the second question absolutely <laughs> would you like to be married to you think about that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well Edith it has been such an amazing amazing interview and I and I'm sure, I'm sure my listeners um, are going to really uh, be excited to uh, to listen I again hope. and again. So uh, thank you so much. We do have to wrap things up. You've been listening to Talk with Francesca, and I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, spread the word on social media. I would love to hear from you, so drop me a note at info at talkwithfrancesca.com, and we'll see you tomorrow. Talk.